This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. In the beginning of 2008, the Holy Spirit dropped a word in my heart. Sonica, I want you to keep things simple this year. That word got my attention. I had no idea what 2008 had in store, but I could sense that God had a unique plan and He wanted me to focus my time and energy on specific things. That was the year in which I felt pregnant with my first child, resigned from a job I had for 10 years, moved to a different province in South Africa and gave birth to a baby boy on 24 December. It was one of the most significant years of my life, but the year certainly did not meet the general definition of simple, which is easy and straightforward. What God had implied by simple did not mean uncomplicated without challenges or sitting on the couch. It was rather a call to prioritize the important things and to cut out the peripheral and unimportant things. I've learned that keeping things simple is not necessarily about doing less. It is about being who God calls us to be and doing what He calls us to do. So do you have a desire to simplify your life? Do you have a longing to prioritize the important and not always be busy with the urgent? Do you have a yearning to run around less and have a more uncluttered and focused lifestyle to be less stressed, less overwhelmed and less exhausted and burdened? I do. You see, when we do things that don't matter, it will be at the expense of things that do matter. Therefore, we need to determine what is truly important to us. And I trust that the lockdown season has facilitated this in your life, an evaluation of your priorities and how you would like to live your life when things return to normal. So I would love to share with you my list of priorities. And I know that I need to make a constant effort to prioritize these things, especially when I get back to a normal routine after this lockdown season and this constant pressure to attend to the urgent and not necessarily to the important. So my first priority is God. There's a scripture in Luke 10, 38 to 42 that I want us to read together. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. It's a well-known portion of scripture. Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. But Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, Don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She's undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. You know, I always think that if Mary had helped Martha quickly, then they both could have sat at the feet of Jesus, which clearly shows that I tend to be a Martha and not a Mary, I know. It's not the one or the other, it is both. 
But serving others when we are burdened, distracted, and worried is not fun and not God's will for our lives. And that is why time at God's feet should be priority before serving others. I know that there are so many things to do every day. It almost feels wrong to sit at the feet of Jesus, especially if you tend to be a Martha like me. However, the truth is, if we do not spend time with God, we get worn out. We lose our ability to focus and we run from one activity to the next with very little to show for all our efforts. I believe all of us long for a remedy to the clutter and busyness in our lives. But the solution is not finishing everything on our to-do list. The answer is putting our list aside to draw near for an unrushed conversation with Jesus. Time with God is my lifeline. Without a daily connection with Him, I run completely dry and empty and I have nothing to give to others. That is why my relationship with God is priority number one. My second priority, family. The two most precious people in my life are my husband, Andre, and my son, Bian. After I had a car accident in December 2017 with my son in the car, I realized again, there is only one Vian. Nothing could ever replace him. There's only one Andre. And I have to make every moment count. I'm very privileged to have both my parents still alive. My dad turned 17, December 2017. And we had a big family celebration with all my siblings, nieces and nephews. It was a memorable day. But special family moments don't necessarily happen spontaneously. We need to plan them. Friends and acquaintances will come and go, but family is there for life. All of us need to make an intentional effort to connect and to stay connected to family. I remember a desire my dad communicated with me a few years ago. He wanted me to play the recorder in his church when we visit for holiday. And I was very hesitant as I haven't played in years, but I was confronted with the following question. If my dad is really important to me, and if I really love him, would I not be willing to prioritize something that would take a little bit of effort and practice from my side? So I decided to pack my recorder and play in his church in December 2018. And I'm so thankful that I could fulfill that desire of his heart. Let me give you a more recent example. Normally Mother's Day for us as a family is rushed as it falls on a Sunday and we have a morning and evening church service. So phoning our moms normally happens between services and it's usually a quick conversation. But this year, due to the lockdown, we had an unrushed Zoom call with Andre's mom the Sunday afternoon and we decided beforehand that we will make a list of things that we appreciate about her. Andre, Bian and I took turns and we shared with her the things on our list. She didn't expect it at all and we had such a special time. I realized again that we need to be more intentional to celebrate family on special occasions. I want to encourage you to make an effort to build memories with the people you love. To simplify our lives does not mean that we spend less time with people, but that we prioritize the important people in our lives. 
So my third priority, my local church. Psalm 27 verse 4 says one thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but many times in my life when I've been at church or when we have had a specific church event, I had a sense that I don't want to be anywhere else in the world at this very moment, but right here. It's those moments I truly miss currently during this nationwide lockdown, but I know that there will come a season again where all of us can come together as believers and worship God corporately. That will be glorious. I'm so looking forward to that. For a long time in my life, I had a dream to work with my husband and to join him in full-time ministry. In the season of waiting for my dream to come true and to come to fulfillment, I was so thankful that I could serve as a volunteer at my local church. I realized that I could prioritize my local church even if I did not work for the church full-time. Not everyone can be in full-time ministry, but all of us can prioritize God's kingdom and His church regardless of our occupation. We could make time to serve in God's house during the week and on Sundays as soon as church life is back to normal. We could prioritize our financial giving to the church. We could use our skill set to bless the body of Christ and we could pray for our pastor and the church leaders and experience how our love for God's house grows. Psalm 127 verse 1 to 2 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise early, to retire late, to eat the bread of anxious labors, for he gives blessings to his beloved, even in his sleep. God continuously tells me, Sonica, if you build my house, I will build your house. And I see the fulfillment of this word reflected in my healthy marriage and in my special relationship with my son. I experience the reality of this word in God's constant supernatural peace and protection, in unexpected gifts and kindness from people, in a simplified life that is filled with purpose. Let's talk about a fourth priority in my life, work for. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Are you passionate about your job or do you only do it to earn an income? American novelist John Grisham was an attorney who hated his job. He wanted to become an author but didn't know where to begin. Finally, he decided to schedule an hour of writing in his diary before work each day. He got up an hour earlier each day and started writing. Today, he's one of the most popular and appreciated novelists in America. If you love your job, you are truly blessed. If you don't, you are not a victim. I want to encourage you to ask the Lord for wisdom and guidance on how to pursue your passion and trust Him by doing your current job heartily. 
I worked as an auditor for 11 years and there were many aspects of my role as an audit manager that I enjoyed and that I loved, but I knew that that was not what I was called to do for the rest of my life. I had a dream to work with my husband and to join him as a ministry partner, a dream that did come true at the end of 2009. However, my 11 years as an auditor shaped me for the work that I do today. I had to do my job heartily as unto the Lord. I had to wait upon Him for the right timing to pursue my passion full-time. Embrace your current season. Learn what you need to learn and only move on when God tells you it's time. Discontentment and complaining will complicate your life, but God's perspective over your work situation will most assuredly simplify your life. My first priority, having fun. Make time for things that energize you. Don't feel guilty for prioritizing activities, events or hobbies that you enjoy. When you feel alive and energized, you will be a blessing to the people around you. Just make sure that you don't prioritize these things over your time with God or family. God is your source and family can never be replaced. So, Determining your priorities and values are the easy parts. Prioritizing and protecting those things are more difficult. So after you have determined what is important to you, you need to prioritize those things in your schedule. You must learn to say yes to important things and no to unimportant things. You must set time aside to plan. Use your diary effectively. Yes, you can. You are the boss of your schedule. God has given you a race to run and a road to follow. Don't let random things distract you from what God calls you to do. No one else can set boundaries for you. You must protect your time with God and your family because there will be competition from other activities. Be proactive and protect those things which are truly important. I want to ask you a few questions before we end. How important is your time with God to you? Are you doing everything possible to protect your time with God? How important is family to you? Do you make an effort to prioritize quality time with your family? How important is God's house to you? When church life is back to normal, are you going to organize your week in such a way that you can go to church on Sundays and attend other important church events? Do you find purpose in your workplace? Ask the Lord for His perspective on your job and your work environment. Do you have something that you do regularly that energizes you? Something that makes you come alive and fills you with joy? If you don't, find something and make time for it. It is critical that we allow God to teach us how to manage the short time that we have on earth. I want to say it again. He has given you a race to run and a road to follow. Don't let random things distract you from what God calls you to do. Keeping things simple is not only about doing less. It is about being who God calls you to be and doing what He calls you to do. So how are you 
going to live differently from tomorrow? And how are you going to live differently when this lockdown season comes to an end? I want to encourage you to make a list of the things in your life that are truly important to you and discuss it with a friend or your spouse. Do it as a family. Ask the Lord for strategy on how to prioritize these things and write down your plan. Let's simplify our lives and make it count. Amen. I would love to pray with you. Father, we thank you for the gift of life. Teach us to simplify our lives and to make every moment count. Help us to prioritize and to protect the things that are truly important. Help us to die without regrets. Empower us to fulfill our destiny in our lifetime. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.